0: Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, I'm very pleased to have in our studio today two fine folks who are doing some great things for the community. We have Mr. Oscar Quintana, who's the founder and president and publisher of Americano, and Miss Michelle Naviz. did I say that? Narvize. Narvize, Narvize, who is the uh, assistant publisher to uh, Mr. Quintana. Welcome to the program.
1: Welcome, and thank you very much for your invitation. Daryl? Yes,
2: thank you so much for having us here today.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, the Americano newspaper has been around, for what I understand, since 1987. But before we jump into that, Oscar, can you share with our audience and then Michelle a little bit about yourself? Your, your, your background and how you came about to start Americano.
1: Uh, yes, um, well my name is uh, Oscar Quintana and I am originally from Nicaragua. I uh, came to the US on a foreign student visa uh, to study at Rutgers in uh, New Brunswick. And when I finished my education in 1985 I, um, I got a job as a teacher in uh, New Brunswick High School. And uh, back then, um, I thought about a tutoring program to bring my students on campus to have them tutor uh, and help with their subjects. And I ran into a lot of um, problems in uh, New Brunswick, because back then, uh, the university deans didn't like uh, black and Hispanic kids on campus. So, um, also when we invited the news media to cover the events uh, at the libraries, uh, no paper or no no news outlet uh, sent a reporter or a photographer. And that's where I saw the need to have a newspaper to cover the community event just as the such as the one I was doing, and that's how um, I started the paper uh, with a friend of mine from Colombia who was uh, who had a paper in Dover, New Jersey. The paper's name was uh, Horizontes, and uh, I told him if you help uh, cover the events of my program. I will help you with your newspaper, and, and that's how I started uh, in this business.
0: Ah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And and that was that year that the Rutgers administration did not want uh, black and Latin and and, uh, and Latino folks on campus. What year was that?
1: Uh, that was in 1986. Okay. Uh, they used to tell me we don't want your people here, mm-hmm. but you know that was back sure. then. Now Rutgers has become the most diverse university in the United States. I I came to find out from uh, President Obama when he came to uh, Piscataway.
0: Oh, very nice, very nice. And Miss Narvaez, if you could share with us a little bit about uh, sure. your, your background.
2: I'm uh, Michelle Narvaez. Mm-hmm. I'm Ecuadorian by blood, but born right here in Newark, born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. Um, I had the honor of attending Rutgers University. I entered in 2005, where where was already known for being one of the most diverse schools in the country. Um, graduated political science and decided that was not the path I wanted to take. I've been in distribution for five years, um, from banking, insurance, and a couple other fields, and I recently joined the Americano newspaper because I like what Oscar uh, it represents in the community. I like what the newspaper represents. Um, it's a, it's completely, well, the versions I've read are completely Latin and I, um, I love it, right? It's, it it allows people, my parents, my family, um, I can relate to it. It allows them to feel like they're important and, you know, they don't have to, and while they should, they don't have to read English newspapers to understand what's going on in the community. So I'm very excited to be here.
0: Wow, that is really great. That is great. And welcome. Thank welcome. you. And so recently when we were talking in our pre-interview Q&A, you were talking about um one of the recent accomplishments of the Americano newspaper and that you elected the, the the new governor. Can you can you elaborate on uh, that well, a little bit? Um
1: <laughs> yes, we we were part of the uh campaign uh. for uh the new governor-elect, uh, Phil Murphy, uh, we ran uh, newspaper ads and also editorial uh, content on his behalf, and uh, I'm glad that he won, and we expect him to deliver on his promises to the community.
0: It's very important. And so let's talk about the uh, Americano. Um, is it a daily? Is it a weekly? Is it a monthly? How often is it published?
1: Uh, we publish um, every month uh, at the at the middle of the month and we also have a um, English only um, Americano edition and we have started a uh, edition in uh, Florida Orlando and, uh, and a Spanish one in uh, Nicaragua uh, my country.
0: And. Um, what is your editorial philosophy for the Americano?
1: Um, basically, I um, I would like my community to get engaged in political activity uh, uh, because there is no no force behind uh, behind uh, candidacies for uh, mayors or assemblymen or assemblywomen. So what I like to do through the newspaper is to increase those numbers and support those who are already in uh, offices.
0: And uh, with the Americano newspaper, with your editorial philosophy, um, do you write the articles yourself or do you have freelance writers? Where, where do you obtain your content from?
1: What I do is um, I buy some of the content and also I write some of the editorials and uh, I also have um, guests editorials.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So basically, that's uh, maybe if, like I would say 50 per 50 percent of the editorials I do as a guest and uh, 50 percent I do on my own. Mhm.
0: Mhm. And and Michelle, as the assistant publisher, and you're the new secret uh, weapon uh, that Oscar is talking about. No in pressure. Our, no, yeah, no, no, no pressure. Um, where? What is your vision for the Americano?
2: Well, uh, my vision. Hmm always a good question, goals long-term. My vision would uh, be to see the circulation grow, right, Uh, outside of New Jersey into the other metropolitan areas, Philadelphia, New York, Boston. Um, I'd also hope that uh, we can share content that attracts not only a political Reader, but also your whole, you know, your everyday reader, right? Uh, I've discussed with Oscar about introducing content that's uh, more attractive to other readers. Perhaps adding lifestyle and health to the uh, the paper, so that it's uh, a little bit more diverse, um, and it just attracts you know more readers to it. Mm-hmm. It's all about who who we're targeting, right? Um, so I would like to target maybe even uh, a younger demographic. Um, women. Women, yes. Women would be very important. Thank you. Um, but yes, so I think uh, long term we'd like to see it be the newspaper in the household where uh, moms and dads can, can read the same newspaper and have a, a, a conversation about it at the dinner table.
0: Wh- what, what do you feel are the top? Three issues that are facing the Latino community here in the state of New Jersey. Mm,
2: only three.
0: Only the top three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. We only have uh, twenty-nine <laughs> minutes. <so. laughs>
2: oh, let's see. Top three, Oscar. Want to help me with one?
1: Well, the lack of uh, participation in the political process. We say. I would say the uh, the lack of participation. Uh, it's not much by the numbers. We are l- almost 20 percent of the population in New Jersey, but yet uh, we only have a few uh, assembly uh, people, assembly women, most of them. God bless them. Uh, we only have two senators, uh, Teresa Reese and... Um, right? No, 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 in uh, the state. Uh, so,
0: well, Menendez, he's a uh, U.S. Senator. He's oh. talking about the state senators. Um, I apologize. <laughs> I
2: don't know who the other one is.
1: It escapes my mind, mm-hmm. but the um, point is uh, out of 120 uh, people in the uh, State House, which you have 20%, there would be 25. 25 people, and we don't have not even 10. Mm hmm
0: and so um, that okay so we'll get to the other two priorities but let's talk about this one for a second so uh, what do you think needs to happen in order for uh, the Latino community to have what you feel and I agree with you the proper representation in the state legislative body
1: I say we we need to encourage our youth to get involved in politics uh, um, and that's that's the bottom line. Uh, we need to encourage the young girls and young boys to get involved in local politics. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Get people. Elected. But are,
0: but but do you you feel that the when they become of age, that demographic eighteen to twenty five, that they're not voting, they're not involved.
2: I don't have numbers to support it, but I would say that that's probably the most active of the Latino community. Um, and i'm gonna go and stretch and say maybe eighteen to twenty eight okay um mm-hmm. because they are uh, in the mix, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, you know social media and online mm-hmm. uh papers or readings play a big role. Um, I would say that they're probably the most involved mm. or educated on topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to educate everyone, which is why the paper is so important, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if it translates from education to activity, right? Right. right. Um, and I think th- the Americano can play a, a very big role
1: mm-hmm. in
2: in supporting younger individuals mm-hmm. to have a voice mm-hmm. um, and to maybe act on it.
1: I think the one of the things that, that I, I have done is to support uh, local organizations like Lupe, the Latino uh, United for Political Empowerment. It's a women uh, organization. Is that
0: based in uh, New Brunswick? That's
1: in New Jersey. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And also the Chamber of Commerce uh, also promotes uh, this type of uh, activity as well as business uh, oriented. So I think that if the paper uh, supports this organization that are already there is better than just starting a new oh, yeah, right, organization. Right. So
0: I mean, I think that's a very good point. Too often times people want to start something new instead of building on something that's established and working through all of the the details of how folks are going to learn and work together mm-hmm. to, to 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 elevate a community.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, that's the way to go for the papers to support. Those organizations that are already there, like, like Latino Network, like Lupe and, and Aleo and others that I, that I don't remember now, but they're do, already
0: there. Do you feel that those organizations have a slate of potential candidates that they would consider to run for office in the various different sections of New Jersey?
1: I believe that in in the case of of uh, let's say Lupe they support uh women candidates uh, from either party so they don't have a slate they they support whoever who right. looks for their help
0: right right and 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 I and I and I, I like what you said there that they support the person not a particular party because everyone should be able to choose what party they want to belong to and it's always good to have folks involved in both parties to get you know, representation on all fronts.
1: Yes, they are, they are doing a good job, I believe.
0: Okay. Now, do you feel, because going back to your, your earlier point that you felt that it would be good to get the younger folks involved. Now, you and I are a bit up in age, so <laughs> when we say younger folks, we might be talking about 30, right? <laughs>
1: I believe uh, college, um, yeah. college, age, college or age, even high schoolers uh, starting from to educate them from even before the, the, the high school, I believe, the, the earlier the better.
0: Yeah, oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So do you feel that the Latino community has good bench strength in regards to potential folks who can run for the state legislative offices?
2: I b- so to answer your question, I believe the candidates exist. I believe that... Uh, uh, the Latino community has grown educationally vastly. Like he said, I think we ma- we must make up more than twenty percent of the state. I don't I don't know numbers, but I we just must. Um, the I think where the disconnect is between being educated and prepared, and then actually following through. Right, um, the political landscape is very tricky.
0: Uh, it is
2: picky, <laughs> <laughs>
0: tricky, picky. She you came know, up with a new, uh, um, <laughs> or on the radio. So, <laughs> um,
2: so, so I think uh, what the, if if the anything is missing, it's encouragement to take the steps to uh, take positions of leadership, right? Um, the Chamber of Commerce is like, and I'm a, I'm a very active member of the Statewide Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. They have great members, uh, members who are very politically active. Um, why they won't take, I guess, the next step to become mm. representatives or leaders um, is, is another question, I think. But mm. there are candidates.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here in our studio today with Mr. Oscar Quintana and Ms. Michelle Narvaez, who are the publisher and assistant publisher of Americano, which is the premier Latino newspaper for the Latino community here in New Jersey, founded in 1987 with a circulation of 70,000 here in the state of New Jersey. Very, very impressive. So let's go. We, we, we hit one one issue. What's the other two issues that you feel that uh, the Latino community is facing and let's discuss how the Americano is helping with those issues.
1: You say?
2: So I think we touched on under underrepresentation, right? Um I think uh it's important that Latinos create a voice for themselves as as Latinos and uh I say that uh I'm gonna try to carefully here. I think as a American Latina uh, I have a voice as a Latina and as an American. Um, and sometimes, more often than not, I have to pick one, mm. uh, right? Um, so I think.
0: When you say pick one, explain that.
2: You have to pick one. Uh, you know, you're never, as an, somebody who is Latina and American, you're never American enough and you're never Latina enough, right? Mm. Um, and so I think. The who pi- says who? People, society—you <laughs> uh, know, people. It depends. Mm. It depends on the scenario. Um, I think at, in my age group or maybe lower, it's it's more accepted. When you get into uh, more structured scenarios, politics, corporate, um, different areas, I think that you you really do have to represent one or the other. Mm. Um, do you not agree? You're giving me a face of. I,
0: I I don't agree, but Oscar has something to say. (laughs) Um,
1: I think uh, that I should go back uh, to my roots. And the reason of the paper being what it is, is when I was a teacher, I wanted to start the uh, tutoring program so I can bring my students onto campus uh, for them to enjoy a different um, lifestyle, Uh, and I should go back and and try to to do that and support uh, other organizations or even uh, um, uh, universities that that might want to continue doing tutoring programs to bring kids on campus because that's the key. When you bring a, a child onto a campus, they see models. They see other students uh, carrying books and and that's different. then you know that's that's what I wanted to do in the first place. So I think the education is key to our community. and perhaps I should go back to that to that root uh, because that's why i'm I started the paper in the first place.
0: yes. Yes. And and Michelle, not that I disagree with you, but I, I think you are very authentic. And being your authentic self, I think the world is getting the best of you.
2: Oh, well, I am. Um, and, you know, and I speak for for all. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- this is not something that I have I sit at home and think about on my own. These are things that I share with my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's something that, that affects us personally. Um, going back to what Oscar was saying though I think one of the things that face the Latino community the hardest is being represented as a Latino is what I was trying to say oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. and so being educated on the opportunities that are available uh, what's going on in a political landscape how it relates to our countries is very important um, and I think the Americano does a very really good job of trying to share that with the people
1: yes because it, it is important for our community not to forget uh, our, our roots our language but being in america being here in the united states you have to be educated and you have to be able to express your feelings in the english language there is no other way uh, if you think that you can get away with not learning english you're mistaken and we have to tell our kids, it? yes, it's good to learn uh, Spanish, but you also have to master the English language.
0: When I was here at Seton Hall, yes, please.
2: Master, you see that? Yes. To master the English language. But we can
0: talk about that. Well, I was, <laughs> well, was going s- to, in 1977, when I entered here at Seton Hall, the Latino community um, had an organization, and they were really, really t- tough. I mean, they were like the... Top of the top, and one of one of the gentlemen, uh, he was an accounting major, and um, I'm sure he's he's doing very successful because he really set the bar very high for himself and for his and for the community. And one day he said, "Oh, I have to go to Spanish class." I said, "But you speak Spanish." He says, "No, I want to master Spanish." I went, "Oh, okay." He says, you take English, right? I said, yeah. He says, you want to master English. So to your point, Oscar, that's that's very important. It's very important for all of us uh, to do that. One thing that I think the United States has um, lost the benefit of where uh, I've worked in a lot of publishing companies where I'm dealing with people from all over the world. And the folks in Europe speak four and five different languages. And one of the... The, the, the things that I think you learn from the benefits of learning another language is that you begin to understand the culture mm-hmm. and because America has not really taken on that mandate of folks learning two or three different languages um, oftentimes we travel abroad and sometimes Americans embarrass Americans with our behavior because we do not understand the, the culture so learning more languages is good for everybody especially for this country and, and what the times that we're in today. So when we talk about uh, the third item, what would be the third item that, that would be at the top of your list that you feel that the Americano is helping to improve for the Latino com- community?
2: So we talked about education, right? We talked about representation. Um,
1: Perhaps uh, the the most uh, m- maybe we can we can help uh, health. Uh, Michelle was telling me that m- we should include other other issues in the paper, and she was talking about health issues and uh, being that we suffer from diabetes, and uh, maybe we should. Uh, Focus on 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 health issues and 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 ways to improve our our health before we get sick.
2: Isn't that the truth?
0: Education, as a, mm-hmm.
2: as a Latina, I can say that we eat some very great tasting things, but maybe not so great for our bodies, and we do it on a daily basis. Um, and you don't really know how bad it is until you really learn about nutrition. And who does that? Nobody goes out of the way to learn about nutrition unless they really need to. Um, so I think it's that would be really important. Um, unfortunately, in the Latino community, uh, health issues start as young as forty, which is young, um, and just being educated on small habits to improve your lifestyle, I think, is, is very important.
1: Yeah, if we if we get them to to stay away from uh, sugar. Uh, um, beverages that will be healing. Because. Uh,
0: it's a lot of sugar in soda. <laughs> uh,
1: in, in a soda, uh, there is a lot of uh, sugar, and you see the uh, young kids, they are sometimes obese because they drink that stuff too much. So I think that's going to be one of our main focus uh, going forward. The. Um, T- teaching of uh, proper diet mm-hmm. and, uh, so that people avoid the, uh, the stuff that makes them sick.
0: Very good. You were going to say, Michelle?
2: I was going to say, I love to cook and I love recipes. So uh, <laughs> healthy recipes have become a... Healthy
0: lifestyle. There y- you go.
2: You know, I didn't believe in the vegan world. Uh, I thought, who goes vegan? But uh, recently, one of my very good friends had me over for dinner, and she was a vegan, and I repeated myself like three times. It was so good. Kale okay. salads. and Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it was, yeah. but it was amazing. This was really good, and she's Dominican, so uh, it was interesting and, and delicious. Um, so I think, uh, I think that, that's a good way, that's a good goal for us in 2018.
0: All right, well, we're almost through the interview, so um, one last question I'd like to ask you both. The future, what does the future hope for the Americano?
1: Okay, um, well, any, any business is uh, growth. i like to see the Americano in the, uh, along the East Coast, al- from, from New York all the way down to Florida, in every community to uh, in, in throughout these states, Virginia, Maryland, Kentucky, uh, Georgia, Florida, uh, even in uh, Central America as well. Mm-hmm. And that's my projection, maybe not, uh, not doable in one year, but maybe within the five next years, mm-hmm. I'm going there. Very nice.
0: Anything you'd like to add, Michelle? Actually, <laughs>
1: We are going there. We're going. <laughs> Thank you, Oscar. Um,
2: no, I think uh, also for uh, 2018 and beyond, uh, we will. W- our goal is to support more businesses. Oscar, I mean, we, the everything's a business, right? Of but, course, uh, of course. I think it's important that we support businesses in the community that are making a difference.
0: And it's what is the website? We don't want to go off the air without you being able to promote your website.
1: Yes, please. Oh, yes, the AmericanoNewspaper.com
0: And if someone wants to advertise or write uh, uh, an opinion or contribute, how can they reach you, Oscar?
1: Uh, they can uh, email me at AmericanoNewspaper uh, at gmail.com Phone or number? Uh, 732-447-3940 and they can go on the website and connect us also.
0: And being that uh, we're streaming on the net globally, and I do have a few listeners outside the United States, <laughs> uh, you might get some international calls of folks who want to do business here in New Jersey, but they're f- abroad.
2: And, and we're definitely open to that.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I want to thank Mr. Oscar Quintana, Ms. Michelle Narvaz. The publisher and assistant publisher of the Americano for coming on our program. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Mr. Gunter.
0: Oh, Mr. Gunter,
2: thank me. you so much for having us. All uh, right, I will
1: say Darrell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this week on Leadership with Darrell Gunter. Uh, Remember, if you miss any part of this broadcast, you can go to iTunes U, look for Seton Hall University, and look for the program, Leadership with Darrell Gunter, and take a look at our 202 shows. We want to thank you for being our listening audience today. And remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend. WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net.